You're listening to ABQ Central. Well, to be fair. 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 With your host, Van Nunley and Fred Slow. <laughs> this is going to be so good. 95.9 FM, 610 The Sports Animal. The cream of the crop. And talkabq.com. Turn it up. Turn it up. It's a good morning, Albuquerque. My name is Fred Slow. Alongside me, my very good friend, my very best friend, Van Nunley. Good morning, Van. Morning, my dude. How goes it? Doing well. Currently on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Very excited about that. It's a little greener where you are. Yeah. I'm in the Portland, Oregon suburbia area. And I'm loving it. I'm on the road with Chisholm Trail. Good morning, Michael. How are you? I'm good, but there's no pro baseball in Portland, so what's up? (laughs) They have soccer here. And track. Headquarters of Nike, yeah. It's a big track area of the country, Vital, if you didn't know that. They love them some running there. They don't love baseball. I went to the Nike, like, team store, like the employee member-only store. Ooh, Nike bought out members only? Talking about only fans? (laughs) Members only fans? Don't like that. (laughs) I I went to it yesterday. The uh, friend I have lives out here, works for Nike. And he gave me his, like... uh, employee access deal so I went down there bought a new hoodie Ooh. Get golf shorts it's past golf season you just started golfing this year well I needed some Nike shorts now you're ready to start golfing I mean yes that's what's going to make the difference Fred your shorts <laughs> man you did a little golfing last night <clears throat> Uh, two nights ago, as uh, some people know, most people yeah. don't, we're on the board of the YMCA, and we like helping them out in any way or shape possible, and we helped host a Top Golf golf tournament for the YMCA scholar- Scholarship Fund on Thursday, and it went swimmingly. Had a How blast. How did it go, though? Swimmingly. It went golfingly. Ooh. <laughs> It was great. Great people, good times. Raised a lot of money for some uh, some kids, some children's. How was the turnout, though? It was wonderful. Hundreds of people? I think there were 66 people. I mean, that's very good. 11 teams of six, right? It's... Six times 11, still 66, if I tell. Check my numbers. Uh, yeah, according to, to my Big Ten education math, yes. Okay, excellent. That's the thing. You're always setting the Big Ten. And in true van runaround, 
I got uh, a team. I got a team full of ringers, and they we won. Wo- and we won the tournament. Oh my gosh! Did you donate back? <laughs> well, it was it was just a uh, a big bottle of wine, so I don't want to spread alcoholism to any of these wonderful people at the Y. So I went ahead and kept the wine. <laughs> In the industry, we call that a little something for the effort. Hold on to that. I'm in Portland. You mentioned been to Portland. I have. It's a lovely city. I heard it had it kind of rough the last couple of years, but before the patchouli takeover, I heard it's a wonderful place. I was traveling Thursday night. I know you were. You weren't at the tournament. Yeah. No help to me whatsoever. No. There was a big tornado warning deal in Denver. Hundreds of flights delayed. Have you ever been in an airport where everyone is mad that their flight is delayed? I have a couple times. It was brutal. Humans lose their humanity in times of stress, Fred. Well, that just breaks my heart. Fred, I'm sitting in I'm sitting in your chair, and where you normally sit, because mm-hmm. Vital comes in this morning. He says, "Are you going to sit on this side today? I can see you better if you're on this side." And I was like, "Why do you want to see me?" And sitting on this side, I could see the uh, the dry erase board with uh, some of the sponsors for the other shows and sure. the phone line and. All the stuff you're supposed to softball in throughout the show. And somebody wrote humble cocky. Oh, that's been up there for a while. Has it? Yeah. Well, my back's always to it. Yeah, I've never right? seen it. But it says humble cocky. <laughs> it sounds like something that you won't be able to get kind on OnlyFans an anymore. Inside joke here in the studio. I remember that. Okay. Well, that's, that's kind of our show, right? Humble cocky. Uh, you could throw it in there. I need to understand better. It says the words humble cocky on the dry <laughs> erase board. That's kind of it. Exciting week in pro sports. Did you watch this Malice in the Palace? This untold? Oh, of course I did. That was must-see TV. That was a really well-made doc. Did you feel that way? I thought it was great. I thought it finally gave the players a little redemption for their actions, which I've always been an apologist for the players at Malice at the Palace. you got to mm-hmm. protect yourself. You don't just let people throw stuff at you and beat you up just because you have a jersey on. Okay, I'll buy that. That's kind of my vibe. Is uh, I don't care if I'm in a suit and tie or a basketball jersey. If you throw stuff at me and attack me, I'm going to defend myself. And I think that was the the gist of the documentary of the documentary is these people are human beings. They're sitting around playing a game with their friends and people started attacking them. So of course they're going to protect their friends. It's I not think- it's not okay 
to throw stuff at people. It's not okay to charge the court and try to attack people. If they were at a Denny's, their behavior would have been perfectly justifiable. Just because they are at a basketball arena doesn't mean they don't get to protect themselves. Must protect this house. Who go protect this house? I told you to see this documentary. It's on Netflix. <clears throat> you know, I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard good reviews and Van's review there. I take it. It wasn't for me. They got these idiot fans to sit down in front of a camera and admit that they were idiots. Which, by the way, they're idiots. Yes. And then they made a documentary based off how idiotic they're. Yes. And that's a big that's a big that. change from the national narrative right after it happened. You know, Commissioner Stern immediately did the um the dress code change. Yeah. Where you must have suit and tie after the game, stripping the mm-hmm. personality of these individuals that give light to the league. The thing the thing about the NBA that we compliment most now is that the NBA is the best at showing the players' personality. And then after the Malice at the Palace event, they tried to strip the league of that personality for a national storyline that the NBA was just a bunch of thugs, a bunch of street people. And there was a wonderful quote by Steven Jackson that I cannot say on air because we wouldn't be on air anymore. Correct. And those are my feelings exactly. Suit game right now in the NBA is better than anything. Suit game in the NBA in 03-04 was the worst thing ever. I'm going to tell you right now, the dress code, catapulted suits, hundred years into the future. I'm into the dress code. Well, it's not just all suits anymore, but like the fashion sense from some of these players are absolutely phenomenal. Give me all the Russell Westbrook you got. I love it. Yeah. He's the Ryan Fitzpatrick of the NBA. Excellent comparison. Thank you. But this documentary wasn't about the actual event. It wasn't about, like, the players per se. I mean, Ron Artest, I thought there was a focus. But it was literally just about getting idiot fans in front of cameras and making fun of them. Yeah, that's part of it. Because if you're making this actual documentary, by the way, watch it. If you're making this actual documentary on the Malice at the Palace... Like, there's more Ben Wallace. Like, there's more of that Pistons team. But this was just the Pacers team saying, them fans are idiots. And then putting a camera in front of those fans and allowing themselves to say that they're idiots. And they did a very good job of proving that they were idiots, by the way. Oh, my gosh, undoubtedly. Fred, me and you are grade A hecklers. 100%. We got the gift of gab. That's why we do this on air for money. And we love 
heckling when we go to sporting events. But we never get personal. We never get flagrant. No. And we definitely will never cross the line, no matter how many oat sodas we got in us, to physically assault the entertainment. And I will, like, make jokes about anything. But when I can't make jokes about you, I stop. I can't make jokes about the Atlanta Falcons. They're at 100% vaccination. Let's grab a vague van. I got to fix my headphones. When we get back, we're going to break down last night. Last night was the most important moment in the last seven years of my life. <laughs> Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. I'm currently on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us today on the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We're playing a game with I-9 Sports. We're having to drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots. 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. Van Allen. Hey, buddy. Had a little tech diff on my end. Had to fix my headphones. I'm glad you got it worked out, buddy. Yeah. That's the thing about technology. Got to figure it out. (coughs) Last night on AEW at the United Center. In Chicago, Illinois. CM Punk returned to the game. Did you hear what I said, Van? That's a very big deal to a lot of people. It's the biggest deal. It broke Twitter. I got an alert on I got an alert on my phone and I do not follow anything wrestling whatsoever on any platform. So that's how big of a deal it was. That's a huge deal. It was incredible. He came out, they opened the show. And it's Cult of Personality. That's the band. That's the song. Sure. By Living Color. By Living Color. Thank you. Not the Wayans Brothers, the band. Probably not the Wayans Brothers. <laughs> Look in my eyes. What do you see? he came out and went for 20 minutes on the microphone. Wait, I'm lying. Ten of those minutes was just applause. And he's from Chicago, correct? Yes. Is that what the C and CM stands for, Chicago? You think it's Chicago-made punk? I think so. It's actually Chick Magnet. (laughs) Chick Magnet punk? Yeah, he said that on a lawsuit. Can't make this up. That was so good. He'd been gone for seven years. Think about your favorite TV show. What is it? The Wire? Duh, it's The Wire. Right now, it's Ted Lasso. Oh, my God. Ted Lasso is so good. That's good. Ever since you guys hit me up to that, I can't stop watching it. Fred still hasn't watched it. I started season two last night. Wow, you haven't watched it yet, Fred? 
I've never heard of it. You've heard of it because I've told you to watch it, you liar. <laughs> Does it star CM Punk? It could. He could slide right in there. God, it was so good. He had taken seven years off. Because in 2014, after the Royal Rumble, he quit the WWE. Contract dispute? No, 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 no. Medical issues. Oh, what happened? He said he had like uh, hernias and MRSA or some other stuff, mental health stuff. And this was before like mental health was acceptable. Mm. Doctor said he had a bacchiatomy. Ah. Guy just changed the game, man. So that is a huge get for AEW. The biggest. Literally the biggest. AEW is climbing up the rating scale, catching up with WWE already. Correct. And then they pull this move, which was quite the coup. The website that sells pro wrestling t-shirts, it didn't work last night. It shut down. Yeah, crazy. He looks good. He's insanely good. He looks svelte, like he's ready to get out there. I just love everything about it. Because when he had left, and again, go back to your favorite TV show, The Wire. The Wire wasn't even on for seven years, so I couldn't miss someone for seven years. But what if it came back today? I don't think I'd want it to. Oh, because it ended appropriately? Yeah. Well, CM Punk didn't. (laughs) So were were you watching live? No. You caught it later? Yeah. Because I'm in Portland. You had vacation obligations? You don't just just fly across the country to watch wrestling on your laptop? I I go to WrestleManias and stuff. But, like, I was so nervous because, you know, a lot of my world is, like, in that world. Everything in your life somehow is connected to pro wrestling. Oh, I agree. But the crazy part, like, I turned my phone to airplane mode from, like, 7 Pacific until I watched it. Oh, smart. Zero notes. Smart. And the reactions to it. It was like your favorite thing as a child. Because I watched pro wrestling for 30 years. And of that 30 years, the last seven of it did not have the greatest wrestler on the planet. And I think I've had this talk with you, maybe not on air. But like a really good swerve in wrestling, like a really good storyline twist, is as good or better than anything. It's better than a Game of Thrones, Red Wedding. It's better than I See Dead People. It's top tier. Broke Twitter. So good. So what's what's his shtick now? 
He's obviously he's obviously the face. Yes. In pro wrestling, there's this understood, like if you're old and established, and old is relative in pro wrestling right. because they're actors. But what you do is you do the job, and the job is losing to like up and comers. So he has to lose. So he has to find like the new guy that he's excited about or whatever, the company. And he has to make them look really good. And that's called doing the job. So he pointed out like the young hotness guy and was like, it's time for us. Like we're going to dance. But they're going to wrestle though. They're not going to dance. I mean, you know what I know. <laughs> Very excited. You would, like you won't be able to catch me on Wednesday nights. I'm busy. So, how many nights of a week do you have dedicated to wrestling now that you're hooked All on Thursday. AEW? Thursday's your Thursday. only night off. Yeah. So, if you're trying to do like a pool league or something, billiards, it's gonna have to be Thursdays. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, some Saturdays, like tonight, SummerSlam, which we won't go over, and often Sundays. That's a regular week of pro wrestling. It's bigger than it's ever been. Yeah, you watch that more than baseball. Wow. Yeah. Because my Cardinals have been playing games. This this like was that. a this was a power move by the cons. The cons are hot right now. The Jaguars got sunshine and Tim Tebow. R.I.P. Right. R.I.P. Tim Tebow. That caused a lot of waves. AEW. Hey, yeah, we'll we'll touch on that for show. AEW got CM Punk, and they pulled this off the night before. SummerSlam, which is a very big deal because uh, Mm -hmm. I saw John Cena's back. That registered in my world. That was so good. Like, I'm trying to come up with better words, but I can't. You may have had a stroke because you're – not often at a loss for words, but this was such a big deal to you. Yeah. I was watching it last night on the DVR with the girlfriend. And they open, they do like the open of the show, and they're like, and after the break, here comes CM Punk. And there's like, wait 90 seconds. You've waited this long. Wait 90 seconds. And then the girlfriend... She starts to fast forward, and I'm like, no, we're going to wait the 90 seconds. <laughs> I need this. And she's like, what? Well, you don't get it. I need this moment. That was so good. So he's back. CM Punk's back. Cannot get the T-shirt. The website is shut down. 
I will as soon as I can. Now I'm as happy as I've ever been. I'm going to miss you on those weeknights, Fred. No, I understand completely. I'm going to have to catch you during the day now, apparently. Big shout-out to Mike Vital for figuring out the echo that I was currently having on the road, so my cadence will pick up slightly here. Thank you, Michael. You're the best producer in the business. Touché. No, not touché. <laughs> Just takes a little figuring out. You're okay now? Oh, perfect. And it's always like one button, like listener. It's always one button. Like you, because you have like a, you know, you have, it's all set to muscle memory, Van. There's a problem with the, uh, the rotator girder. Not a word? <laughs> it's funny, though. We did the first 30 minutes, and I'm trying to be a pro. But as soon as I say everything, it's like I'm hearing it through the monitor, like when you're on stage at a concert. <laughs> I think this is what gives you, like, what's that called whenever you can't stand up straight? Vertigo? This is what gives you vertigo. I'm sure y your voice gives a lot of people vertigo, Fred. Okay, that's you're, that, that, that is accurate. Maybe it was just a test to test you. Well, it's funny because you start to problem sh like shoot that stuff on your end. So I was like, okay, well, I got the audio going out, and it's going to the soundboard. And <laughs> That's what I off. was doing for the last 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> then I found out someone turned it off, and it was way in the back. It's, you know, you're right. It's one thing, but that it's one thing one. could be so far from what it really, you know, you know, oh, it can't be that button. So I press it, and sure enough, it, voila. <laughs> I'm as happy as it could possibly be. I'm a big trial and error guy, too. Well, isn't there a thing, too, about, like, when you're, like, so confident in your skill set? You know, because Vital's been in this game for, like, 20 years, you know? So you're like, oh, you know it works. That's how I am when I'm on the road. I'm like, oh, I know how everything works. I'll set it up five minutes beforehand. Whoops. We got a good program today. Thank you for letting me talk wrestling. You know how I feel about that. Well, we'll gauge the listener's reaction. Aaron Rodgers news. Tops news, Brett Favre news, Tim Tebow news, vaccination news, baseball news, competitive balance news. There's a lot going on today. Let's grab a break, man. I'm going to reset everything for two minutes. And when we get back, let's break down this Aaron Rodgers thing. I'm in. I'm super in. Dame Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. I'm on the road with Chisholm Trail RV, and you can connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We're playing you with I-9 Sports. We're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Berman and Boots, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. Okay, hot take, man. You ready? Van Allen. I'm with you, Bubba. Oh, sorry, buddy. Here's my hot take. Okay. If you are the boss of something, okay? Say you're like the producer of something. Say you're like, I don't even know what other words. Like you're in charge of a thing. And let's say hypothetically that thing is like a form of entertainment. Right? Okay. I'm following you. I'm with you. So let's say we just talked WWE. Let's say you're Vince McMahon. Like 
like you don't need to be the star of your own thing. You have other people that can be stars of it, right? Like, well, Vince McMahon is also the star of his thing. Used to he be. injects himself into it all the time. Yes. It's it's at its worst when he is the center point. Like let's say you run like a let's say you run a radio station, right? You can't be like, hey, I run a radio. I'm I'm Fred Slow. I run a radio station. I'm gonna put myself as the number one show. Like that's not how it works. That's what Mike Richards was trying to do with Jeopardy, Van. Yeah, for sure. He pulled he pulled the old Dick Cheney. Yeah, he's Dick Dick Cheney was hired to find Bush's vice president, and he's like, "Hey, I, I got the I got the guy. It's me." Nuh-uh. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Dick Cheney wasn't supposed to be vice president. He was supposed to find Bush's vice president, and he was like, "I, I got I got the perfect candidate. He's, he's looking he's looking right at you. This is a good gig." <laughs> And how, like, of a pawn are you if you're, like, Aaron Rodgers or LeVar Burton or whatever? You know, where he's like, yeah, we're going to bring in a bunch of celebrity guest hosts like Ken Jennings. And we're going to we're gonna give everyone a fair opportunity. <laughs> Did you, though? Yeah. Now, nah, you know what I'm going to do? Since I'm the, I'm the head booker on this TV show, I'm just going to put myself over. I'm going to be the host. <laughs> And like, how can you do both jobs? Can you imagine being in a position where you're like, yeah, I'm going to produce the show. I'm going to like handle everything. I'm going to be the runner. By the way, I'm the host. Like, You can't do the stuff you're supposed to be doing. It kind of makes you above criticism, doesn't it? <sighs> how so do how, how, do, how do you think you did this week, Mike? Well, the executive producer really likes it. That's you. <laughs> you're the executive producer. I think I'm all right. Yeah. Doing a great job this week. Legitimately, like how many, like what's not a good example? I said radio station. That's just where we work. Like what if there was like a movie, right? How many actor directors are there that really do it well? Like very few, right? Sure. I really can't even think of one off the top of my head where I'm like, oh, I'm so happy that they directed that and starred in it. This is like um, a college when there's a scandal at a college and they're like, no, 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 we'll investigate this. The people who have a stake in this tragedy, no, we'll get to the bottom of it. You just trust us. Were there bets on it? Like, did Vegas have a line on it? Like, oh, yes. The ho- they did? Yeah. Now, you, think, you think Mike Richards just dumped his life savings? <laughs> Bet on himself? <laughs> Here's where Mike Richards done screwed the pooch. Mike Richards, who produces Jeopardy, if he'd have been like, hey, guys, I'm the new Jeopardy host until the minute that Aaron Rodgers stops playing football, then the Internet would have been like, we get it. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. You hold the seat. You get to be the host of Jeopardy. You literally get to. And then as soon as Aaron Rodgers retires, you just hand it to him. Aaron Rodgers would have been a great candidate, and he would have brought a lot of clout to Jeopardy and brought in a bunch of new watchers. But I think the big horses in the race were Ken Jennings and LeVar Burton. Those were the two most likely candidates. Well, then it's a lie on my end. It's a work. Like, on my end, you would be like, yeah, I'm just I'm keeping the seat warm for Aaron Rodgers. 
And then if he never takes it, you never have to get out of the seat. Okay. Updated odds. Did you really find it? Yeah, oh yeah. This is a real thing. Oh, there are so many. Okay, updated odds. LeVar Burton is plus 150. Ken Jennings is plus 250. Aaron Rodgers is plus 500. For whatever reason, they didn't take Mike Richards off of here. He's still plus 1,000. And then everyone else are long shots. So those are your three big dogs in the race. LeVar Burton, Ken Jennings, and Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers already came out and said that he would have took the job if offered. Right. And he still will. That's what I'm saying. If you're Mike Richards, that's what you have to do. And also... Like, he's getting super doxxed. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, that's why he stepped out. He, <laughs> they were recording they were recording his first episode, and they're like, oh, we don't need to finish this. You're done. Shut up. <laughs> yes. He didn't. It was a week after he announced it, and the day they started taping, they're like, hey, buddy, um, can you step into your office real quick? No. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Mike. Mike here has some bad news for you. Is that real life? Yes. Or is it just fantasy? Like, you know how, like, the history hounds on the internet, like, like they find you. You know what I mean? I thought Robin Roberts did real well. And I didn't care oh, for yeah. the Violet yeah, girl, fine. ma'am, or ma'am, Violet. I didn't. I thought she was okay, but I thought Robin Roberts did a really good job. Yeah, she's great. She's great at everything she does. She's literally great at everything she does. That's why she went from sports to morning talk shows. Obviously, being a Packers homer, I want Aaron Rodgers to do it. Same. But LeVar Burton and Ken Jennings both did great jobs. I watched a couple of all the guest hosts. I used to be a huge Jeopardy mark. I kind of don't watch it that often anymore, but I love it. And I love Jeopardy culture. Well, that's the thing about LeVar Burton that works so well is everyone who watches Jeopardy now, like, those are people that like we're familiar with the reading rainbow product when they were kids yeah yeah like it's growing in an age like that's how you get me and you back in because i used to watch jeopardy with grandma like that was a thing like we get home from school or whatever whatever god this guy though and you know how i feel about like and i always use that phrase history hound you know how i feel about like these history hounds on the internet that are like hey i'm gonna make sure to screw up your life because you know, when you were 17 years old in high school, you did this on Twitter. They got him, though. They like they went back and listened to, like, this old, dead, crappy podcast that he had. And he, like, I don't know, made not funny but off-color jokes. And they're like, we got you. Yeah. Like, yeah, come on now. I didn't comb through the potential things that he said that much. But some of the things that they accused him of, I mean, there apparently there's some anti-Semitic stuff in there. Yeah. There was definitely some sexist stuff in there. That's yep. the stuff that I found. But it was like Jewish nose size jokes. And then I can't find the quote. What did he call a woman in the radio booth uh, a radio hoe or something like that? What was that? It was a lot of stuff about like he'd make fun of guests. He'd be like, come business casual like you're going to an interview or something. Dressing interview wear. And people would show up like. You know, that, that has different connotation everywhere. So he was just, like, making fun of their dress. I'm like, okay. I guess. I mean, I guess this is hot take stuff. For me, 
For you. It's not that bad. No, it's not that bad. <laughs> and it was so long ago. It's just like, what? If that's what's going to get him fired? We're in trouble. We're in a we lot are, of trouble. Me and you, Fred, yep. we're never hosting Jeopardy. <laughs> that is for sure. <laughs> we say worse than that on a week-to-week basis. <laughs> if I had an employer that came to me and was like, Hey man, we need you to like run the whole thing. We just need you to. Me and you have like we produce movies. We we're currently producing uh, a live viewing of the Rocky Horror Picture Show at the Lobo Theater, which we'll make a big announcement about. Like we we produce like we we just started producing a wrestling promotion. Like you and I are producers. Sure. We don't spotlight ourselves in the things that we're producing. <laughs> like we don't. Do you know who's not the best wrestler in Albuquerque? Me. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going to put myself center stage, literally center ring, and be like, look at me, Mike Richards. <sighs> we need Aaron Rodgers to just take the job. That would have been the move, though, right? If he just said, I'm going to hold my breath until Aaron Rodgers gets here. That would have been the move. Or a new round, which they're doing now, a new round of celebrity hosts. You give some more people a shot. You know who I'd like to see do it? I know we got to go to break, so I apologize. You know who I'd like to see do it? Howard Stern. He would kill. He would kill. Like, that was kind of always my, like, and he wouldn't do it. Like, that's not his world. No, you know? no way. Yeah, no. No, no way. But, like, that is the kind of thing that I'd like to see. Just have him do it. They, they Vitality, you tell me they record, like, five episodes in one day. Like, that's a good day's work. Yeah, that is. Yeah, they, they do a whole year of shows in a month. Oh, I didn't know that. They do a Judge Judy style. Yeah, there's just a, a, a few tapings a year. I mean, when Alex Trebek was doing it, they would do months of programming in a small amount of time. I think they do the same thing with Judge Judy. I think, And I think she's like the highest paid like TV personality on the planet. That is correct. Makes like, what, $40 million? No, 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 no. It's like $150 million. What? Yeah. What? Yikes. I'm going to look that one up. Already on it, boo. All right, I'm going network. Okay, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a liar. She has $47 million a year. That's still a lot of money for a month's work. She's been doing that show for a lot of years, and I'm not saying she was making $47 million when she was one years old, because I know she wasn't. But, I mean, shoot. She's ranked as the 13th number... She's the number 13 on the Forbes top 20 richest women in entertainment. I thought she'd be number 2. It's a good club if you can be in it. Oprah Tim and Judge T- Judy. Those are my that's my one two punch. Tim Tebow talk when we get back. Dave Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio and on the road with Chisholm Trail RV connect with your boys in the Graphic Connection hotline 505-246-0610. We're playing again with I9 Sports. We're having a drink. We're doing a downtown of Bourbon and Boots, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program. Pickleball is coming to the New Mexico games. Van, you ready for this? Hit me. That's it. It's just... Oh, playing pickle, playing pickleball this weekend. <laughs> Are you in the tourney, Vitel? You pickleball guy? No, I'm never got into it. 
With the shape of the pickle, it's really hard to return it solidly. Yeah, it seems like. Yeah. They don't got a lot of bounce. There's 145 athletes registered for the 2021 Pickleball Weekend Tournament for the New Mexico Games. Do you have to get, like, that takes a lot of pickles. They, they got to go to Costco and get the big jars worth to make sure they don't <laughs> run out. Call Cisco. Call Libby Lil over at Cisco. Shamrock Foods. The guy who did the thong song? That Cisco? Is the same one? From Drew thong. Hill? Thong. Cisco from <laughs> Drew Hill? I think it's somebody else. <laughs> I don't believe there's a strong affiliation, no. A lot of uh, lot of cuts in the NFL in early preseason. Van, you seeing this? Uh yeah, big one yesterday. Yeah, R.I.P. Matt Castle. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, totally. It's a big name. There's some guys that make NFL money that I don't realize are making NFL money. Like, there's a amount of like. Like loss, or excuse me, like individual gain for a player that is considerably higher than I ever would have imagined. Jimmy Garoppolo's contract, unreal. Oh, he got paid. Yeah. He's like the oh. Matt Flynn of not getting made fun of. Without doing anything, he got paid. The Falcons cut guys just to get to 100% vaccination. Did you see this? Yeah, good for them. Be the the standard bearer. Yeah, we don't want to have to worry about those weird refusal to vaccination rules and accommodations. We're just going to cut you. It's brutal to me. But your boy, your hero... Tim Tebow, supercut. Get him one receiving touchdown, then cut him. You know how many jerseys they sold? They set a record for jersey sales. And then they just cut him. And all those poor people who bought all those Tim Tebow jerseys and jerseys and posters and stickers they're like well what about us that's the move if you're struggling nfl team you just sign tim tebow for five minutes and sell all the jerseys (laughs) yes the team store a little backed up boy do i have the back stock (laughs) clearing idea for you buddy (laughs) now that he tried to make a comeback those things will be like gold for a while Oh, but you know they'll make them forever, too, though, now. It's not like it used to be. Like, if there's a dollar in it, they'll make it. Your top ten, your boy Josh Rosen got cut by the 49ers. R.I.P. He never was a good quarterback. I thought coming out of UCLA he wasn't all that. He had a big mouth. The NFL thought he was all that. Uh, The Cardinals didn't. They threw him to the Wolves. That's a fact. That was the first team that had no blocking. Boy, that guy got eaten up. What's up with Carry on Johnson? 
Did he get cut? Did he retire? Is he a quitter? Carry on my wayward Johnson? Yeah. He gone. Alfred Morris, cut. Lamar Miller, cut. Tim, Tim Tebow jerseys are still flying off the shelves. There is oh, no yes, there are. is no discount whatsoever. The only two shirts that I want to own right now are a Tim Tebow shirt and a CM Punk shirt. I could have swore you already ordered a Tebow jersey. I tried to order one. That's not true. I didn't try to order one. But the most like famous tight end to ever be cut, right? Tim Tebow. Famous, sure. What are you doing? You about to talk about football Ackerman? He <laughs> No. <laughs> I just want some entertainment. I just want to see Tim Tebow on the field. I want to see Tim Tebow get a special teams tackle. I want to see Tim Tebow lead a prayer circle after the game. Like, does that one roster spot matter that much? You got fifty. No. You got fifty-three dudes, right? Fifty-five in COVID days. Also, the head coach, Urban Meyer, is Tim Tebow's neighbor in real life. And he just cut him from the team, and they have to mow the grass next to each other. Well, I'm sure he talked to him and said, hey, look, this is what I'm going to do. Appreciate it. This is why I'm doing it, but I'm glad I brought you along to get the locker room together. You know, some... Right, how They have a shared driveway. But we're still doing hot dogs and burgers yeah. this Saturday, right? Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah oh, yeah, Tim, you yeah. can still come over. Hey, Irvin, can you, can you make, make sure to grab the kids from school today? I know... <laughs> Tim, can you make sure you get rid of that alligator that's in my yard? Yes. (laughs) Hey, hey, Tim, would you mind getting my mail this coming Sunday and every Sunday for 17 (laughs) weeks? Because we're going to be busy. (laughs) You're not going to have anything to do. So can you do me that favor, Tim? All right, Urban, hear me out, guy. All right, you push this hose down this mole hole, and I'm going to turn the water on. (laughs) That's what they are. This is so funny to me. Super cut. He gone. I'm heartbroken. I'm going to spend this entire break trying to buy another CM Punk t-shirt. Does somebody give him a chance, though? Does somebody else want the, that Tebow, that, that BTE, that big Tebow energy on their team? Hey, he'll be in Madden, and that's all that matters to me. There you go. I'll put him on a team with Colin Kaepernick. I'll win all the championships. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studio and on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with your boys in the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We're playing with the I-9 Sports. We're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon & Boots. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Okay, man. I'm going to give you a five-year... $228 million Supermax contract in December. What are you going to do? I don't know. Buy a baseball team, maybe? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, 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 yeah. Antetokounmpo. To, re- to put a bow on this uh, Tim Tebow. Yeah, please Sorry. do. Breaking news. Okay. Vital just told me about it. Shut up. I don't know whatever this is. I'm very excited. The Los Angeles Lakers signed Tim Tebow to a max contract. You're lying. Tim Tebow (laughs) wants a ring. Why not basketball now? 
Everything you just said was a lie. Plays for the Lakers for two years, and then joins the um, the Colorado Avalanche. You he plays hockey why? for two more years. First of all, he's got a strong left hand, so you got to guard him to the baseline. So I like that. Every shot he puts up, it's almost like the rim is bigger. It's like a halo. So I think he'd be a good basketball player. So Giannis wasn't the only one. Prominent, prominent big money athletes in small markets are investing in other sports. Oh, you're talking about LeBron buying the Nets? Or not the Nets. The, <laughs> excuse me. Owning the Nets, but it, the Red Sox? Yeah, LeBron's group owns a piece of the Red Sox. Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah, owns, about him. Yeah, Mahomes owns a piece of the Royals. And now Giannis owns a piece of the Brewers. I also think Mahomes is in on part of the Sporting KC. Okay. I guess, yeah, it has something to do with that. He's going to take over that city. He's on Kevin Johnson trajectory. Like, he's going to, like, what did, what did he just put in, like, 45, like, Church's Chickens or something? I don't know. It wasn't Church's Chicken. What was it? Raising Cane's? That's really big in that area, so maybe it is. It's Whataburger. I just looked it up. He just, he, he just put in 20 Whataburgers. Mahomes did? Yeah. He just opened 20 Whataburgers in Kansas City where there is not Whataburgers. Oh, that makes sense because of the Texas connection. Mm -hmm. Whataburgers, Texas. How about him bringing a, a in and out to Albuquerque? Albuquerque. Well, I don't think he lives here. No, I know. Person. I'm just saying. Also, I know this about In-N-Out, weird In-N-Out factoid. In-N-Out does not have a single restaurant that's more than eight hours from their like certified beef distributing farms. And that's why In-N-Out doesn't span further than where it's currently located because they don't have suppliers close enough to assure their freshness. So there you go. That is a good reason. Weird that I know that, right? That is weird that you know that. I looked into opening a franchise in Albuquerque. It would when kill. I first moved to town. It yeah, would kill. And oh, yeah. They said, yeah, they said, no, you're too far away. They said if they were to have a conversation about, like, opening up, like, a beef distributor closer to Albuquerque, they said I wouldn't be in the conversation because so many other people would be. I think they got one in El Paso. That's close. I think. They were going to open true? up one. I don't know. I also They don't stop know. at Phoenix, right? That's what I thought. Yeah. They're in Vegas. Vegas I and Phoenix. I think Phoenix. they're in Houston, too. That's Whataburger country, Vitale. You talking about Whataburger country? Uh, you can pry my Whataburger out of my cold, dead hands. All right. So I just Googled in and out locations. And because I'm currently in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> Is that eight hours away? <laughs> no, it gave me a bunch of... Like in and out markets. I don't care. Veggie about burgers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But yeah, the uh yeah, he's like Patrick Mahomes is on that path. He's on that path to be like Hey, I'm gonna run Kansas City. Like and no one's gonna even question it. Like everyone's just gonna be like, Yeah, no, that that totally makes sense. I mean there's, there's a big vacuum since Kansas City got rid of the mob. So Mahomes can just fill that void. Okay. 
hot in and out burger take. Okay. They don't come west of Highway 60. So they kind of stop there in Tucson or Phoenix, depending on whichever one you feel is closer. It depends on which one you're closer to. I guess Denver technically <laughs> would be closer. Is Denver or Phoenix closer? It doesn't matter. They're the same 450 miles. Yeah, away. they're the same. So there's like a, a concave moon around Albuquerque of In-N-Out Burger. I didn't know Denver had one. Denver seems too far yeah. east to get one. So I, I think that, that eight hours but, might might not be true. Unless oh, Denver yeah? got a new meat packing plant or whatever. You're going to tell me you couldn't put a meat packing plant in, oh, I don't know, Salt Lake? Yeah, that's what I thought, Van. I would Check never me. I would never tell you that you can't put a meat packing plant anywhere. <laughs> I'm here to support you, Fred. <laughs> I know I know you're a bit of a Sim City entrepreneur and you can fit anything into a into like a civic layout structure. Yeah. If I tell yeah. did I ever tell you that I made a perfect Sim City map of Albuquerque? It was like right at the beginning no. of right at the beginning of COVID. I did everything with the Rio Grande and the Big Eye, you know, Johnson Field and Rio Rancho and the casino. From it's the it's too good. From the texture, in and out is in Dallas as well. Okay, so let's bring one to Albuquerque. I'm in on the group. That's what I'm saying. Like if there's a if there's a buying group for it, I would do it. Also, I think our best move would be to get, like, Holly Holm to pay for it, just like Giannis or or Patrick Mahomes. And, like, Shaq owns, like, 45, like, like emos or something, right? Isn't he a Papa John's guy? Papa John's. That's what Papa yeah. John's. yeah, he's Papa John's. Pro wrestler Jeff Jarrett, I think, owns a bunch of, like, five guys. Now, I think they've all failed. I don't really know. All of the but guys the, failed? Or, yeah, or just like a couple of just, them? Yeah, just several. Okay. Yeah. If you got five, yeah, you got five guys, I don't think they're all going to fail. Maybe just no. a couple. I'm a big sandwich shop guy. Like, if you were to ask me what my favorite food is, I would say, like, like deli-style sandwich. That's the most Fred answer to anything ever. Yeah. From the texter. <laughs> All right, so some of these Tim Tebow takes from the texture, they're not appropriate for radio. Okay. All right, so we just need to keep that in mind, listener. <laughs> you wear your Tim Tebow jersey to church. So Giannis buys the Brewers. He bought them in May. So he got paid in December. And then he bought the Brewers in May. Now, I don't know what percent he bought. Do you have that van? Do you know? I don't see it. I, I was looking for it. it. It was 50 years or something, right? From the last time the Bucks yeah. won a ship. Okay. The, the Milwaukee Journal had it uh, 10% he bought okay. in. That's a lot. Oh, Rogers has a 10% minority uh, ownership in the Bucks too. In the Bucks, he does, or the Brewers? In the Bucks. 
Well, then what is Christian Yelich going to buy? Uh, Got to buy the Packers. He better buy a, a hotter bat. He is ice cold. Yeah. What happened to that guy? I think, he, I think he went off the juice. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> you you think he hangs out with Ryan Braun all this time and and doesn't figure it out? Excellent point. When he left the Marlins and didn't go to the St. Louis Cardinals, and the St. Louis Cardinals took uh, Mike Stanton, not Mike Stanton, what was the other kid's name? Marcelo Zuna. Yeah, Marcelo Zuna instead. That's when you knew something was up for Christian Yelich. Because you're going to tell me that the St. Louis Cardinals don't want a scrappy, undersized white outfielder? Is Christian Yelich white? <laughs> White-ish. He's like one of those guys you don't know what he is. Yeah, he's Derek. You got like a like a Jeter thing. You got like yep. a, Pete, a Pete Davidson thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like could be not, anything. He could yeah, be. What? You could you could convince me that he's Pacific Islander, and I'd oh, be like yes. I'd be like sure, yeah yeah yeah. Just a Pacific Islander that uses he more has sunscreen. He's in home in Hawaii. He talks about his family, so maybe. Oh well, see, see the, that there, was yeah, just a, that was a shot in the dark guess. I don't know. Like come like the holiday season. What celebration to say to Vin Diesel? I don't know. Right. Christian Yelich is Vin Diesel. Kwanzaa? <laughs> no? Yeah. Yeah. I get, do I give you a present or a yeah. candle? Do you need, you actually do? need 12 presents. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody got time for that. Hey, Vin Diesel's like, I don't care what holiday you, you, you celebrate. It's just about family. Family. So Giannis gets, and by the way, he's from like Greece. He's Greece. Not playing baseball in Greece. Like this is a money move. Of course it is. Well, uh, he's like, oh, the Brewers appear to be a sound investment. We got to lead in the central. <laughs> like, okay. Me and Vital were talking off the air. The NL wild card is going to be very good at the end of the year. Baseball period is going to be good this year. There's some, there are a lot of really good races, and I'm very excited about. And for like listener, like sports talk listener right now, that's like, I don't understand investments or futures or interest or like contractual income. This is the same reason people aren't willing to come. You know what the money is for like the stadium in Albuquerque, like per Albuquerquean? It's like four hundred dollars. I think it's $111. It's $111, man. Yeah. And the people are like, we can't do it. We can't afford it. Here's the thing. When Giannis is like, guys, listen, for the next five years, I got 228 mil coming. Like, I'm like, I'm going to give it to you now. You invest in something. You do whatever you want with it. You're going to have more. And, and like people who get it, they're like, yeah, we're in. Like, like Bitcoin. Let's do it. Are you, are you saying that? Brian Erlacher and Kenny Thomas need to buy the stadium. Is that what you're, <laughs> what you're saying? They invest in the United and they pay for the, the excess of the stadium? Yeah, I am saying that. I am saying that if John Jones wants to put his name on it and open like the 13th round bar and grill at the stadium, I'm in on that. Yeah, I'm in on this Giarmas thing. Would be a good John Bones Jones and Holly Holm nickname for a restaurant. Bones. The the preacher's bones. 
Oh, it's very good. That's did you ha- already have that or did that just come? To that you? was That's a free. A- that was freestyle right there. Okay, yeah. get on Twitter right now. Copyright that. Buy the website. You have the GoDaddy account. When we get back from break, the Athletics continue ballpark plans in Oakland and Las Vegas. They're building two stadiums, Van. Sweet. <laughs> Van, they have a wife, but they don't want to lose their girlfriend, okay? This is the Oakland Athletics. David Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio and on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with your boys in the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We're playing again with I-9 Sports. We're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. Just me and you, Vital? Yeah, it sure looks like it. You know Van lost his like, way back. We need a Zoom is what we need. Only when I'm out of town. You know, and we went that whole year with COVID. We're like, listener, maybe even you. Like, I travel kind of a lot. Like, that's kind of part of my life. And that's the beauty of this job. Like, I'm all the, I'm literally, like, I'm feet from the ocean. You know what I mean? But here I am, live with you in Albuquerque, New Mexico. All right, so here's the story, Vital. The Oakland Athletics, your favorite baseball team outside the Brewers. I was a big A's homer until the Astros moved to the NL West. And I was like, now you're my enemy. AL West. What did I say? And you said the opposite. Oh, geez. So the Oakland Athletics are married to Oakland, California, Alameda County. Okay. And they spend all week with their wife, Oakland. But then on the weekends, they shoot out to Las Vegas, Nevada to hang out with their girlfriend, Las Vegas. And they're living the best life right now. They're taking, quote, parallel paths to planning new ballparks in (laughs) Oakland and Las Vegas. Saturday night was for the wives, but Friday night at the Copa was always for the girlfriends. Is that Catch Me If You Can? What is that? Yeah, what what movie? You you got it, Vitel? Are you on it? The Casino? Close. The Train Spotting? Goodfellas. Okay. Oh. Ray Liotta. That's your Ray Liotta? Because that was a spot on Leo. The listener heard Leonardo DiCaprio right there. Doing any sort of Boston accent. That wasn't even my Boston. Anyways, move on. (laughs) So, Oakland is like, listen. And let me rephrase this to the athletics are like, listen. You don't give us what we want, Oakland. We're thinking about moving in with the girlfriend. The girlfriend that is Las Vegas, Nevada. She's pretty hot. She's pretty hot. Super hot. She's got SummerSlam tonight, the hottest thing in town, John Cena versus Roman Reigns. Oh, that's in Vegas? Yes. Why are you in Portland? (laughs) (laughs) On the road with Chisholm Trail RV, you're in the wrong city. You went down the wrong road with Chisholm Trail RV. There's there's internal uh, conversation in the Slow Johnson household on why we're in Portland and not Vegas right now. 
God, I didn't ri- realize how hilarious your couple name is. Yes, it's very good. And Slow Johnson. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's the radio show people want to tune into. Sure. Slow Joe is up in Portland. I'm excited to be in Portland. I told you, I went to the Nike store. I'm having a lot of fun up here. Did you go to the BART? Did you go to the downtown Patchouli Fortress? No, that'll be this evening. Yeah. So I got this idea, right? The United and the city of Albuquerque want to build a stadium. Correct. So what you do, similar to what the athletics are doing, is you have to pair like a city that Albuquerque hates. Yeah. So I'm going to say, I don't know, Rio Rancho. <laughs> so if Al- if you go to the city of Albuquerque and you're like, hey, Tim Keller, <laughs> I'm going to put a stadium right downtown. You get the voters to pass it. And he's going to say, well, I don't know if they're going to, guy. Like, you're going to have to come with some more money. We've got a lot of problems. I don't know if you watch the news. And then... You go over to the city of Rio Rancho and you're like, hey, listen, we're putting in a stadium right here. Like, you're going to get two stadiums because these two cities hate each other so much. They do play nice. I'll be honest with that. But that's the plan, right, man? Yeah, I think you should, like, take it a step further and, like, pawn them off on, like, Las Cruces or something. No one hates Something Las a little Cruces. bigger. Yeah, Las speak, Cruces. Speak for yourself. I love Las Cruces. I lived, See, told you. I lived down there for two years. Yeah, I lived, I lived there for six in years. New Mexico State. It's a lovely town. But no one and thinks about Las Cruces. If you call Greg True. Triple G Hull and you say, hey, we're going to put a stadium in, in Rio Rancho just despite Albuquerque. Like, that's a doable do. Yeah. He's like, you want, you really want to do that? All right, let me call Erlacher. Yeah, that's all it takes. He's like, I'll get that P&M money. Find a private investor. You can't do it in Santa Fe, though, because they'd be like, well, it can't be over two stories tall. You'd be like, no, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's got to be brown. Yeah. <laughs> we, also, only, we only accept mauve stadiums. That's a really good joke. Can you be, they're like, okay, uh, we're excited to have the stadium here. Wait, is um, mauve Ma, is a shade of brown? Like, as soon as I yeah. said it out loud, it didn't sound right. No, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a pea olive growth. It's kind of brown purple, purpley brown. It's in the brown spectrum. But like Santa Fe, who, by the way, I don't know who the mayor of Santa Fe is. Like, I only know Greg and Tim, like the only two mayors I know. But Santa Fe would be like, hey. Like, I love the stadium. Um, just hear me out. I want to somehow incorporate some Georgia O'Keefe. And you're like, <laughs> you're like guys, we, this is not the plan here. There's independent league baseball in Santa Fe. Are you familiar with this? That would be a very sexual stadium if it was all. Oh, my gosh. Everything looks like a vagina, like everywhere. It's like, are you. Okay. <laughs> Well, that's her shtick, right? That's her thing, yeah. That's her sh- like she takes pictures of nature and flowers and everything's vagina-esque. That's her that's her vibe. Her art is vaginal in, in nature. Every, every weird yoga instructor that I've ever met that like came from the East Coast 
to live in Santa Fe. That's what they're thinking. I was just following Georgia O'Keeffe's path. What? I was just cruising down 66, and I yeah. saw there's a Georgia O'Keeffe Museum. I think I'll move here. There's a lot of rich history here. Let's go ahead and wipe it clean, and just we'll insert Georgia O'Keeffe. <laughs> <laughs> That's your plan? The Santa Fe Fuego, are you familiar with them? Independent League Baseball? You talking Santa Fuego? Santa Fuego. Thank you. Yeah, I am. The, we uh, I've scrimm I've scrimmaged them a couple times. First of all, we should be the voice of that, but that's a whole other conversation. That's what Santa Fe would be. They'd be like, we already have a baseball stadium we can play in. And like the United are like, are you not familiar with us? That's currently our situation. <laughs> like, we need this new stadium. Who's the president of the Oakland Athletics? I would, Dave Cavall, is that right? Billy like, Bean, right? I think it's Billy Bean. Good answer. For another Billy. year. One more year. This is last year. He's gonna take o- he's gonna take over some football club. Did you see that? So it says here, team president Dave Cavall. So yeah, it must be in some sort of association role. So he said, yeah, "I'm gonna go to L.A. We're just gonna get it done," which means Oakland will get it done. Because beforehand, when Oakland was like, "You don't have any other options. We're gonna do nothing. I don't need the change. You're not gonna leave me for your girlfriend." They're going to leave. Listen to this. Projected plan calls for a billion-dollar, privately funded, 35,000-seat waterfront ballpark at the Howard Terminal. In Oakland? Yeah. The, yeah. The, they, they never did anything with the Raiders. What makes you think they're going to do some with the A's? They're not going to do anything. That's the last one they got. That's why. Yeah, they they lost the basketball team. Yep. They went across the river. Yep. Oakland is not going like that whole Bay Area. Like if you're from the Bay Area and you're listening to the show, love that. By the way, thank you to the caller telling me I only have to drive five hours to Colorado Springs to get in and out. That's very kind. The Bay Area is not what it was when I lived there like 15 years ago, and that's only 15 years. Like, they're just kind of giving up up there. Well, they they better do everything they need to do. I saw the artist renderings of the stadium, and it looks lovely. And I don't know why Oakland wouldn't want that. Because it'd be obviously multi-use, obviously neighborhood revitalization. Same thing we're looking at here. But please... Pretty please, if Oakland botches this, 100% move them to Vegas. Yeah. I would love a reason to go watch baseball in Las Vegas. It'd have, to be, want... a, it'd have to be a dome too, right? Oh, you would think, wouldn't you? It's so hot there. Retractable at best. That yeah, I mean, Vegas, Vegas has AAA baseball, and it gets like over 100 easily. Easily. Now, it's yeah, these, dry heat. Most, hey. most of the games are at night now, but if they have a day game, look out in the summer. Yeah, for sure. A day game in Las Vegas? It's like, hey, right. those those Vegas A's had a really good roster this year. Too many of their key players died. <laughs> <laughs> so their playoff run came a little short. 
And in the past, we've broadcast those games here, and Josh Sushan would be like, you know what, Mike, it's 110 here. <laughs> They're doing a day game. That's yeah, like no, in get, getaway days, like like travel day, like they're always day games, like and they're usually Tuesdays, right, or Wednesdays or whatever. Usually Tuesdays. Yeah, like you take like take the L every time. Well, I guess that both teams playing in the weather, but tonight at SummerSlam, which is in Las Vegas, it's supposed to, it's over. It's supposed to be like 110 or something. <laughs> like what? You, and like, like stereotypically, like wrestling fan does not wear deodorant. Like that's going to be a tough crowd tonight. <laughs> Fanatics strikes a deal to become exclusive license for Major League Baseball as it relates to their players' cards. We'll talk about that when we get back. Dave Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. I'm on the road with Chisholm Trail RV this week. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline five zero five two four six zero six ten. We're playing game with the I nine Sports, and we're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots, ninety five point nine FM, AM six ten. The Sports Animal. All right, we're back on the program, Van. I was giving some more thought to it. Okay. I'm glad you did. I want to talk to this Major League Baseball Players Association slash Major League Baseball slash Basketball slash NFL baseball card talk, but. By the way, um, during the break, I emailed Tim Tebow to see yes. if he wanted to come on the show. Mm-hmm. And? He's, he'd not be, well, he didn't email back immediately. We'll see. Because you could book him, timtebow.com. You could just book Tim Tebow. Yeah, I'm aware. Yeah. Also, this refer. I, I I click the faith based box for our radio show to yeah, get to yeah. to go to the top of the stack. Well, not just that, but I mean, because you, you should be honest, and we are that. I do have a lot of faith. Faith in Mike Vital to fix them tech diffs, and look what happened. Because you gotta have faith, faith, faith. I gotta have faith. Today's varsity man. Okay. The top reasons that Albuquerque and Rio Rancho hate each other. Okay. okay? I'm so into this. I'm into this. Today's varsity. Fred stirring the pot. Yeah, here we go. I'm low-key obsessed with it. I've been obsessed with it since I moved here. You mean I got across the river? Yeah. Yeah. You got. You have to hop over the Rio Grande, which is not grand at all it's a dribble it was i mean it was that's why they called it that who's they because they're not in the mix anymore the river namers federal government if you live in albuquerque you're like there's nothing in rio rancho it's garbage over there why would anyone want to live in that desert you're like dog that is like two miles away (laughs) like how is this your hot take if you live in Rio Rancho, you're like, I'm not slumming in Albuquerque. What do we what do we downtown for? I can hang out off Southern. Like what? Hey, when's the last time you saw an unironic goatee? There's this uh you know, you got the TV on right here in the studio. Yeah. There was a commercial trying to sell this men's hair grooming product. Okay. And they're all shaving off their beards into goatees. And I'm like, this. This commercial's 20 years too late. So. 
I want to say like firefighters or like policemen, but I think they're mustache only, aren't no, they? No, those like are more like, um, uh, what do you call them? The, the horseshoes. Those are a lot yeah. of hor- horseshoe work. They don't go full goatee. Because you have to be able to put like that mask on like during a fire and stuff, right? So that's why they have to have that. Correct. I th- the, the last one I could think of is Guy Fieri. Like, I was going to say Fernando Vina. Okay, that's before. I think that's that predates Guy Fieri. Albert Poole yeah, still does. One? Guy Fieri. <laughs> He's always got food in his stash. <laughs> Who is? Yeah, I can't think of James Brolin, maybe? Like I like who Leonardo DiCaprio wore one for a minute. Oh, I know. I got the answer on like anytime like you're an actor or like a like and you have to play an evil version of yourself. Like when Spock had to play evil Spock, mm-hmm. that's when you grow a goatee. Well, I think that's that's a handlebar mustache is time to shine. Oh, I got it. I got it. Okay. It's a little different. It's a little thin. Robert Downey Jr. I think that's the most recent unironic goatee. Johnny Depp, I think, would like to take your call on this conversation, but I don't think you're wrong. See, that's a hybrid. That's like a, oh, what do you call that? It's a French, French something. Brad Pitt wears one a lot. Does that count? Recently? Unironically? Yeah, Johnny Depp has the French goatee. Okay. That's very close. They have fallen out of fashion, for sure. All right, so it's time to bring them back, then. Now that it's completely out of pop culture, that's when you bring it back. The thing that's a little weird about, like, facial hair, because, like, I'm a beard guy, right? Like, you've only ever known me with a beard. Correct. I saw you shave one day for an interview, and it made me cry. I didn't care for that. You're a beard guy. <laughs> yeah. I shaved my beard during COVID just to see what it was like, and I did not like it. No, because you saw, you saw your father in the mirror. Yeah, I saw, I saw my face, and it's... Yeah. And I'm such a six. I'm the most six in the world, Vital. <laughs> I was like, ugh, you're, you're even a harder six without a beard. Without a beard... My head looks like the body of Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> That's legit accurate. Yeah. Colin Kaepernick, didn't he have a strong goatee? Oh, Kanye. Kanye wears a goatee. Common. There you go. Common does a beard now. Oh, shoot. I think you're right on Kanye. Yeah, I think Kanye still wears one. Not anymore because he wears that weird face mask. Have you seen that? Seen him in the news yeah, the last couple of weeks? Strange. He wears like a, a perma a perma hoodie. It's like a ski mask, but with a no eyes or mouth hole. What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Google that. Yeah, they're out. No one's wearing them. Yeah, he's wearing masks every day and not like a a COVID mask, like a mask all over his face. That apparently he can see out of. You could get goatees back. Like, if you got any of the Chris's from the Marvel movies, like Chris Pine or Chris Helmsworth or Chris Pratt 
or Chris Evans, like if you got any of them to put a goatee on, you could bring them back. But like, what is the, like, what's the gain to that? <laughs> Nobody wins when everyone starts wearing goatees again. That's what I'm saying. Like, and I'm thinking like in my world, like I'm thinking mostly my social media, everyone that I do know that has a goatee, they're all kind of the exact same person where it's like, like those like gas can style, like Oakley glasses and like forward baseball cap and like social media profile picture in the front seat of their truck with their seatbelt over their shoulder. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, of course. Yeah. But it's the same thing with like full on beards. Cause like I'm currently in Portland, right? Like name like a more woke environment. Name like a more hip environment. That's the you one. Can't. You're there. That's the one. And everyone here, like, th- like there's like a pride in beards. Yes, beard culture is very strong there. It's gross. It's and it's too much. Mm-hmm. Your beard should not be that shiny. You should not have that much product in your beard. You're defeating. Yeah. You're defeating the purpose of a beard. Yes. A beard is just man makeup where you have the excuse to be lazy and not take care of your facial hair. That's what beards are for. I only lotion one half of my face. The other half is bearded. Oh, you're talking like top and bottom? I was thinking left and right. No, no, no. That would be the look. (laughs) The left side of your face is so moisturized today, Fred. How did that happen? A little (laughs) two-faced. If you go if you go into your baseball one, card one side right of your now, face is Leonardo DiCaprio, the other side is Edward James almost. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> Super good. You like get into your tops baseball card collection right now, Van, okay? Go back. Oh yeah, that's what we're talking about. You wanna do this you wanna do some more of this after the break? Yeah, we obviously will. Go back to two thousand nine, maybe two thousand eight, and pull out your San Francisco Giants Brian Wilson, okay? That's the guy who screwed it up for everyone. Well, he shoe polished his beard, and that was very weird. You ever notice that, Vital, that his beard was considerably darker than his hair? No, I didn't notice that. Yeah, he dyed and shoe polished his beard. That was all it's so shoe black and polish? shiny. Yeah, I had the same reaction when I heard about it, too. Well, don't women sharpie their eyebrows? Isn't that kind of a big deal? Well, I hope they don't use sharpie, but yes. But yes. <laughs> the number one Google result when you look up Brian Wilson is Does Brian Wilson dye his beard? Yeah. Told you. That was a powerful beard. So does Brian Wilson's beard have the stain power to finally take over Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys? I think Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys will always be your first Google result. Worldwide? There's no way. You think in the States he can take over Brian Wilson on the Google search? So here's why Brian Wilson is in trouble. Because if you just Google Brian Wilson, you get Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. Correct. If you, grew in, if you Google Brian Wilson, the letter B, it autofills Beach Boys. If you Google Not the Brian Beatles? Wilson. That's weird. Well, I mean, Brian Wilson wasn't in the Beatles. But, like, 
if you Google B E, that's what I mean. A, yeah. it's still it's still the beach. beach. Boys. It's still beach. And the Beatles. It, yeah, and you like baseball. Like it would go like this: it would go Brian Wilson, Beach Boys, Brian Wilson, Beard, Brian Wilson, Baseball. Like that's the order it would go in. Yeah, you got to get all the way to the R B E A R. Yeah, before to get Brian, Brian Wilson Beard. Now, if you were to go B.A., I think you would get Brian Wilson baseball. But, yeah, Brian Wilson the person is less than Brian Wilson the singer and Brian Wilson the beard. Also probably less than Brian Wilson the player. So I'm going to say no. He's screwed forever. And by screwed forever, I mean we're talking about him 12 years post-relevance. Yeah, sure. So when we get back. Ban, I'll offer you two Ozzie Smiths for one Derek Jeter. Deal. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio and on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with your boys in the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We're playing again with I-9 Sports. We're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. We're like, uh, I don't know, Van, like 10 minutes away from Matabilla, the... Duke City Gladiators, they got their final home game tonight over at the Rio Rancho Event Center. We're going to give away some tickets. So if you're listening to the program and you're excited to see the Gladiators tonight, what are we giving away, a four-pack, Van? I believe we're giving away a four-pack, my friend. So we're going to do the interview at 10 Mountain, which is 9 Pacific, because I'm on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. All right, Van, are you ready for this? So... Fanatic strikes a deal to become the exclusive license for MLB trading cards. Which is a big deal. Who is that? I don't even know who Fanatics is. Fanatics does uh, sports memorabilia, but they mostly do clothing. Like Fanatics, the website. That I'm familiar with. Yeah, that's the same company. But apparently Fanatics is going to make a big push to get into the car, take over the card industry. Because now it's not like somebody's rookie card is valuable. It's piece of jersey with an autograph. That's authenticated. Like, that's where the big money's at in collectibles now. Are they going to do NFTs? Probably. Yeah. Are you up to speed on NFTs, Vital? Are you familiar with what this is? Vital's on the phone. Oh, okay. We either have, weird we either have like, a caller or Matt is checking in with us early. Like that digital ledger stuff, that stuff's weird to me. I don't quite understand it enough yet. Yeah, I think it's kind of dumb, but whatever. A lot of people don't think it's dumb, so it's going to be a real thing very soon. And can you change, like, can you exchange those or are they, like, exclusive to you? I don't know. I think they're exclusive to you, from what I understand. What about when I. Like, like, what about when I lose it in a shady back alley card game? How do I give it over? Now, see, now that's the million-dollar question right there. Yeah. I, I haven't the foggiest. So the deal includes Major League Baseball Players Association, which is different than Major League Baseball. So be, like, very clear on that. So if you have a deal with the Players Association, you can't necessarily use the likeness of the team. Correct. Okay. Also, they're striking deals with the Basketball Players Association and the NFL Players Association. 
So that's like all of the players' associations. Yeah, they're going to take over the market. Yeah. I mean, they already have all the clothing market. And, um, I mean, it's a, a really big deal in baseball history because Tops had this contract for 70 years. You know, the MLB and baseball fan is so big on nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And Tops was right at the center of that. Like, picture, like, any baseball card in your head mm-hmm. from, like, the 1800s all the way up until, like, 1989. Tops had an absolute monopoly on the card industry. All these classic cards that you picture in your head, the Nolan Ryans, the Mickey Mantles, all that, they're made by Tops. It's iconic. Tops the f- a l- First time in 70 years, Tops will not be the MLB's preferred and licensed card maker. Tops allegedly, and this might be factual, paid the Major League Baseball Players Association 20 mil last year for licensing fees, okay? Apparently, the Fanatics deal is 10 times that. This is like on storage wars when you really outbid a locker. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like, oh, you're giving that much? Your locker. Yeah. It, what tops, does Tops do? They got to pivot, right? What are you going to do? Well, they still are going to be an independent company and make trading cards. But they're going to have to have a smaller deal to retain the rights to use all these likenesses and team names and logos and... Tops was about to be sold for over a billion dollars by this acquisition and merger company. Two years ago, right. Yeah, and it fell through when Fanatics got, oh, Fanatics got the contract. Fanatics is worth estimated $17 billion more than Tops already. So it seems like the MLB kind of backed the right pony. It's like yeah. Fanatics is looking towards the future and Tops is stuck in the past. When you are 16 times more valuable than your competitor, I guess you can easily offer 10 times what they were willing to offer. Now, Tops, they're going to have to slum for a while, right? Major League Soccer, Champions League, NHL. They'll figure Another- something out. I mean, yeah. you don't – do you just to a hard stop on your company's support of a whole league? Like, you're the they, iconic card tops. maker in the history of the sport, and all sports, really. I mean, it's business, though, right? Like, you if you rip that Band-Aid off and, like, I don't know, we make blankets now or something. Well, in the way it's, like, verbiaged, We're like, gonna... the tops <laughs> – We're going to merge with my pillow. Yeah. <laughs> They start making, like, it's all, like, Nancy Pelosi cards. It'd be so weird. I bet you something like that already exists. Oh, it does. You can can get playing cards at anything. Yeah. Or collectible cards. Remember the MTV cards? No. Like, early 90s, like, MTV made a bunch of cards with, like, Vanilla Ice and MC Hammer. I still have some in my card collection. I remember my V card, but I already traded it away. 
All joking aside, I think this is going to mess up, like, severely, like, collectible cards. Because Fanatics is not a card company. Like, they're a... Oh, they're about to be. Yeah, they're a profits company, right? Like, this is not... And also, it's going to be, like, there'll be, like, a significant... Although, like, to be fair... To be fair... They will, like, all of, like, the photographers and all the guys that create this stuff, they'll just poach all those guys from Oh, duh. Duh. Yeah, you just go right over. You're going to end up with a very similar product. What I really want is the one year, and I don't know when it'll be, because I guess this deal starts in 2025. I think you're correct. I want one year where Tops and Fanatics are both making cards. Ooh, and it's going to be the best year ever. They're going to really yeah. bring their A game, mm-hmm. try to outshine each other. Like with AEW and WWE. See how I did that? See how I did that? Matt Avila is going to join us in like four or five minutes. We're going to talk Gladiators football. Dave and Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio and on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with your boys in the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We're playing again with the I-9 Sports. Remember to drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots. 95.9 FM, AM 610, D, Sports Animal. Matthew, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, my man? Excited to have you on. Excited to talk about the Duke City Gladiators. The deal, hey, we, we love it. The deal, then, you can take your family of four down to the Rio Rancho Event Center, and for forty-four dollars, you can get into the game. You can get a drink. You can get a hot dog. You get some thunder sticks for forty-four dollars. Find a better yes, deal. Sir. I'll give you all the time you need, Van. Find a better deal. You can't. Can't. And if you haven't caught a game yet, Albuquerque, it's the most fun in town. There is nothing like indoor football to light up your entertainment dollar. Matthew Vila, Director of Public Affairs, joins us to talk about the team. Last home game of the year. Is this the last regular season? Yeah, this is the last uh, regular season game, last regular season home game. You know, um, it's very big, though. You know, we win, and um, this puts us in a very good uh, seed for the playoffs for our very first year in the IFL. Would it be a home game, depending on losses, or are you guys uh, destined for the road in the playoffs with the win tonight? So. It could it could pan out either way. Um, there is so many different scenarios because I've been having some uh, league meetings weekly with uh, the commissioner and the other owners, and there is 16 different scenarios that the the uh, standings from fourth place all the way to eighth place can actually oh end up after tonight. Okay, painstakingly tell us every situation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we win, we're good. <laughs> there we go. I like that one better. The first yeah. <laughs> 50 ladies in attendance tonight, uh, Van, they receive a branded Duke City Gladiators mask. Ooh. Is that at the tailgate or just when the doors open at 6, Matt? Uh, when the doors open. We're actually going to open up the doors at 5. So the first 50 uh, ladies who walk in at 5 o'clock will get a Gladiator mask. Now, is it if you identify as a lady? Like, what are the rules on this? Uh, you know, I guess you can just identify as a lady. <laughs> Love that. Uh, you got two of your boys are in the mix for MVP. Talk about the excitement of your offense and talk about what's going to go on tonight uh, taking on Bismarck. 
Well, I mean, we're definitely really excited. You know, just like how you said, you know, we got some gentlemen up for MVP. Uh, one of them being, you know, Nate Davis, you know, a quarterback. Um, a, a little behind the scenes, you know, I had a quarterback here t- for him to uh, really learn from Nate. His name was Caleb Lewis out of LSU. And a uh, good young man. And, you know, he just wasn't getting any playing time, obviously, because of Nate Davis, our MVP. Uh, so we sent him over to Bismarck, and by chance, he is a starting quarterback tonight. So we're going against our former uh, backup quarterback tonight ourselves. And Nate Davis isn't the only MVP candidate. Let's talk about the other Davis. Exactly. You know, they, these two have been Nate uh, Dello Davis has they've been trying to they've been trying to play uh, on the same team for many years. You know, we we've battled against Nate many years, and obviously Dello's been with us. Uh, they finally connected this year, and uh, you know, with the Gladiators. And I mean, you're looking. Nate's got 78 touchdowns. Dello's got, I believe, almost 30 of those. You know, I mean, it's just the connection, the friendship, the bond. Um, I mean, they, they do light it up on game day, but I'll tell you what, it's the work ethic in, in the offseason that those two put together. You know that that's really showing right now uh, during this season. The energy out at the Rio Rancho Event Center has been very special. Van and I have been to many games this season. How do you guys send it home? Like, what is the what is the plan for the fans tonight? What is the celebration of your what is your first season out at the Rio Rancho Event Center? You know, it, it's uh, the – the um, the posters after the games have just been phenomenal for us because it's the autograph posters that we lined on up. And obviously we've always had the kiddos and, and, and not just the kiddos, but the parents come onto the field and get autographs. But with them actually having the posters and seeing the lineups, uh, getting all the photos, it has just been amazing after every game that they get to celebrate with it. And, and I mean, that thing lasts almost an hour after the game. I don't know if you guys have been able to see that after, but the celebration after every game is it's amazing. And just uh, how close the fans get to the boys, because these, these are our local heroes, you know, um, something that kids can truly look up to as good mentors. Duke City Gladiators versus the Bismarck Bucks. Rio Rancho Event Center, 6.05 p.m. this evening. Get out. Get out early. Have some fun at the tailgate. And uh, first 50 ladies, get a mask. Come check out potential MVP candidates. They're both named Davis. Davis is a popular name. They're not related, right? They're not related. You know, everybody on the team, we're, we're all brothers, though. Love that answer. I'm having a lot of fun with the Gladiators this year. It's been an exposure we haven't had in the past. Why has the team been so successful as far as like letting the personalities of the players shine through? Why has the team been so successful in having that connection between the athletes on the field and the fans in the stands? Uh, it starts again, once again, with Gina Thomas and, and her husband, Scott Thomas, you know, the owners. They have this uh, family culture, uh, doesn't matter, um, what time you come on in, you know, if you come just for camp and you lasted one week and got released, you're still a gladiator, you know, you're still family. And, you know, you through all these boys have been here, you know, nobody really realizes they haven't had a week off. They've been playing 14 weeks straight, no bye week. Um, the family camaraderie that is here with Duke City, you know, that is just one of the things that just makes it so enjoyable because we care about one another. And uh, the fans, you know, um, I get a lot of messages from these fans saying, hey, can, you know, for instance, can Jared Elmore come on over, talk to my son or mentor my son, show him a few things. And the boys always show up. So they're, they're truly out in the community, not just, you know, giving good football. 
Duke City Gladiators' first year in the IFL. Six and seven, not bad. I mean, you, your first year in the league, in a position, win and get in game. What's been the key to the success you know, coming into this new league in the first year? You know, uh, I, I want to say as fast paced as we're used to playing, you know, on the offensive side is definitely what caught me, uh, uh, this league by surprise, you know, and it's just one of the things that we had to adapt ourselves. You know, we weren't a little used to as much as they run the ball, you know, so that was one of the things we were used to very fast pace, high conditioning. We caught them off guard and they were slowing it down on us. So, you know, we, we had to make adjustments all the way around, but you know what? Uh, it's just, it's our style. It's our game. You know, we're going to make it exciting. And, you know, when we get those W's, it definitely feels a lot better after the game too. Duke city looking up in the standings, uh, at Bismarck bucks currently sitting at seven and seven, uh, winning in your in scenario. If the boys take the L tonight, uh, some guys beneath you need to lose. When will we have the entire playoff picture laid out? Uh, tomorrow, the the league is announcing that they're going to announce everything tomorrow. Uh, there is one game that is actually going to end after ours, which is actually the Arizona and Frisco Fighters game. So that's for first and second place. So we will have everything finalized uh, about 12 o'clock tomorrow. And then there will be a big announcement on the social media. Most definitely. You know, there's a there's – a, there's still an opportunity of us, you know, hosting a game. You know, if those those football gods, you know, look down upon us and we get another W, you know, things can really work out. And, you know, here we are hosting another playoff game. This will be the third year in a row. So what's the key to beating the Bismarck Bucks today? What's their strengths versus uh, Duke City's strengths? Well, they're, uh, so they're, their quarterback definitely likes to get the ball out pretty quick. Um, I, I know he's a big uh, RPO, you know, run pass option quarterback. You know, they run a lot of jet sweeps. He does like to pull it down and, you know, run for, you know, five to ten yards. He's a big kid. He's, you know, six five, two thirty eight. So there's familiarity there um, on both sides of the balls, uh, you know, with us, you know, on them and, and obviously with Caleb on us. That's one thing that's going to be, you know, something that we're ready for, you know, and we have to be ready for that. And then on their side, you know, they not only do they have to be ready for our, you know, number one offense, but, you know, we've made some adjustments on the defensive side, and uh, we finally felt that void, you know, where Jason Sert has been gone, and, and we finally found ourselves a true Mac linebacker to really help us out with the run. Tailgate starts at three, doors open at five. When is the kickoff tonight, Matt? 6.05 will be kickoff, and, uh, you know, ladies' night, obviously, so, you know, I'm, I might throw a little pink in, in, into the tire tonight, guys. Oh, very nice. No Best dress man in the biz, and it's not even close. I tried to start a Twitter account for you, but you already had so many fans, I thought we'd get lost. <laughs> hey, I, I, uh, I actually had to stand on, what, what was it, two or three steps on the stage to, to look at you, you know? I, I... <laughs> Don't let my size fool you. I can't buy off the rack. You guys have a chance to finish fourth uh, if everything goes your way and host a playoff game. Uh, if not on the road, when the boys are on the road, where's the best place to catch the broadcast? Definitely Dave and Buster's. They have been phenomenal to us. Uh, they've, they've fed the boys all year long. You know, we have all of our team dinners there. And every viewing party for all the away games, they, they put it on the big screen. It almost takes up the whole wall, actually. And uh, they've been great for us. And it's been really cool to see 
a lot of fans who are just in Dave and Buster's gravitate to that back room and uh, realize who the Duke City Gladiators are. You know, they their first game was a uh, you know was a viewing party, and now here they are going to the Rio Rancho Event Center to watch us. Anything before we cut you loose, Matt? Oh, man, just come on out, get there early. Uh, it's just going to be one wild ride. You know, we're ready for another one. Give you guys some good football and, you know, bring home another W for everybody. The most fun will be had tonight with IFL football, Duke City Gladiators, taking on the hated Bismarck Bucks. Check them out. Kickoff is at 6.05. We're giving away four tickets. Call the show on the Graphic Connection hotline, 505-246-0610, and we will line you up to get out there tonight and celebrate with the team. Thank you so much, Matthew. Hey, thank you guys, as always, all year long, you know, not just for today. So I appreciate everything, guys. Love that. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate you, dude. All right. Thank you, guys. From the texter, it's going to be a tough road for the Gladiators to get that home game. So more than likely, you're going to be at the you're going to be at the Dave and Buster's next week for the playoffs. I think it's something you and I would enjoy very well, Van. I've never done a viewing party of the Gladiators away. I've never done that. That's a good point. We haven't done that, have we? We're there. We're there every home game cheering the boys on. Yeah. Really like that product. They do such a good job. And the like. The connection with the players, because it's like a little different, right? Like approachable. And like you said, the, those autograph sessions and things, they bring the guys in and we play, like we, we do stuff around town, right? Like we play in scrambles or we do like different community events. They're always there. They're always in an effort to help people who surround them. Big, I'm a big Gladiators fan. Yeah, they're, you know, we support the community. Boys help yeah. boys, right? And they're always yeah. in the community doing something cool. So if you're helping the community, we're helping you. I love that. Giving away four tickets, a family four pass to Duke City Gladiators tonight. Contact us on the Graphic Connection Hotline right now until the end of the show. Call early, though. I like to, I like to say congratulations. 505-246-0610 on the Graphic Connection Hotline. Get your Gladiators tickets. Let's <laughs> grab a break, Van, when we get back. little NFL roundtable. I could do that. Dave Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, also on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We're playing again with I-9 Sports, and we're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports game. I guess it doesn't have to be family. It could be the boys. Yeah, get the boys out there. Yeah, it could be the boys. Take your boys out go. for a little hey. football and an oat soda. You're giving away masks. Could be the girls. Yeah. Could be the girls. Get the gals out. Let me tell you something crazy right now, Fred. Cannot wait for wherever this is going. Okay. MVP candidate. Should be unanimous MVP this year. All right. Duke City Gladiators quarterback Nate Davis. Oh, I agree. Has thrown 73 touchdowns. The guy in second place has thrown 34. That's more than double the second place guy. That's domination. That's crazy to me. It's bonkers. 505-246-0610, the Graphic Connection Hotline. Call and get four of them to the Duke City Gladiators. That's tonight, 605. 
we're like a weird like the world is spinning again you can go do stuff like yesterday the mask mandate indoors like went into effect in albuquerque like follow the rules do the right things you see garth brooks canceled his stadium tour did you see that too many people too many people he said yeah too popular I can't believe he's a failure from being too successful. He's like, I can go play a bar in front of 200 people, but I can't fill up Michigan Stadium anymore and have 120,000 people here. That's just dangerous. I need to apologize to the texter. It has been fire this morning, Van, and I missed it until right now. Oh, no. From 505. A new TV show idea titled What If or Maybe If Only, starring Tim Tebow, in which he portrays the life that could have been <laughs> which, what fans think should have been. It's just it's the perspective of if Tim Tebow made it big. I watch that on Disney+. Plus. I'm in on that. From the texter, 505 again. Here's a burger idea to exploit. Insect-based burgers. Okay. I don't I don't hate it. I don't. So a few months ago I was trying some weird new protein stuff. Of course. And you I were. got some cricket protein potato chips and they were wonderful. An insect burger though, I don't know if I could yeah, do that. Yeah, that's a little different. I agree. It's coming. Buy stock in, in cricket protein. It's the future. Also from the texter. What team would we buy, Van? Okay, I saw this question and I really liked it. I was going to bring it up. Okay, duh, obvious answer, Houston Astros. Okay, why did you say obvious answer? Because, duh, I'm the biggest Astros homer on the planet. If I could own the Astros and, like, have an apartment and an office – at Minute Maid Park, and then watch baseball every day, I'd be the happiest little boy on earth, i tell you what. What do you bring into the team? Money. You don't have it. <laughs> this is a hypothetical situation. Okay. Awesome. I, I, I tell you what we would do. Okay. And we're literally doing it right now. We're bringing professional wrestling back to Albuquerque. Look who's back. Keep an eye out, wrestling fans. Wrestling is coming back to Albuquerque, brought to you by the boys. What if I were to tell you, Albuquerque, we're roughly five weeks away from professional wrestling here in Albuquerque. What if I were to tell you that? Big announcement coming as soon as we can make it. I don't hate buying the Houston Astros. Here's why I wouldn't, though. No. It's tarnished. It's gross. I hate it. Yeah, you get them on a you get them at a discount now because they're tarnished and hated. All right, I got an idea. Whatever. All right. So currently, the Duke City Gladiators play in Rio Rancho, right? Right. So we start an IFL team in Albuquerque. Okay. We, we sign Nate Davis. This is a brilliant plan. You're really stuck on this Oakland A's thing, playing both sides of the coin. Yes, I love it. <laughs> But, man, as a taxpayer in Albuquerque, I don't want to come up with the $111 it would take to build the stadium. 
Yeah, well, what if that means the Rio Rancho couldn't get a stadium? Oh, okay, now I'm in. Yeah, exactly. That's how, exactly. Literally how it works. Yep. All right. I know I said NFL roundtable. What I meant was NFL fantasy. So I apologize to the listener who thought they were going to get updates on Hard Knocks. You've been watching Hard Knocks. It sucks. I. It's the worst year. It is so soft. It's so calculated. It's so formulatic. They're giving you nothing. There's no personality on it. These guys have been coached to the umpteenth degree. It is not the show it was 20 years ago. It's bad. It's, it's a bad. it's a puff piece for the Cowboys yep. and the NFL. It's exactly what it is. It's not hard knocks. It's nope. super soft knocks. That's correct. It's Produced soft. It's Durant. soft taps. Yeah. You, you beat me to it. I was literally going to say <laughs> produced by Kevin Durant. Soft taps is what yeah. you said it is. Soft taps. Yeah. <laughs> little squeezums. <laughs> you will hear your cuddle hugs? <laughs> cuddle hugs. <laughs> HBO Sports. Yeah. <laughs> we got a playing field full of gladiators, and we wrap them in pillows. I, I thought that this would be the most interesting season because Hard Knocks has gotten very good over the last few years. They found their niche the past few years. It's hard-hitting. It exposes the problems on your team. It really gets into unique personalities on your team. It shows the struggles of you know non-roster guys and rookies trying to make the team. And it does none of that this year. No, none of it. It's a commercial. Yeah. Jerry Jones is like, all right, y'all, make sure you're wearing that new Nike-branded Dallas Cowboy gear, and then we'll uh, – <laughs> We'll get our sales up. That's what this one is. There's like only one real moment that stood out to me. I missed the first it. Give it to me. Is when the billionaire Jerry Jones was eating like a $2 gas station breakfast sandwich. Yeah, I did see that. I was like, what is he doing? He's having a McDonald's McGriddle. And it's worse. Like it looked worse than that. shaker on it. Yeah. Oh, that's the thing, too. I know they had to, they had to do a hard cut out because he wasn't going to stop putting salt on it. <laughs> it's like when you get Parmesan at Olive Garden. Last night at Pro Wrestling, when CM Punk debuted, he brought out a branded ice cream bar. Did you see this? Uh, I did not. So it's You a sent reference. me the link too late. Oh, I'm sorry. I had my phone on airplane mode. I was going to, yeah, I was going to do my homework and watch his speech. So one of the most famous speeches in pro wrestling, like they're called promos. One of the most famous promos is CM Punk telling John Cena how the WWE won't allow CM Punk to have a branded ice cream bar and how he thinks it's the BS. Okay. So anyways, last night. They they produce the CM Punk branded ice cream bar, and it's like a it's like a real big inside joke to professional wrestling. That's what Jerry Jones needs to do with salt, like the Jerry Jones Dallas Cowboy branded salt. Like Dallas Cowboy fan would just buy that because they buy anything. A hundred percent. Yeah. You know, right now, listening to the program, right now in Albuquerque, New Mexico, there's someone who has Dallas Cowboy flatware silverware placemats that's not just somebody it is dozens and dozens of people who have that much cowboy memorabilia what i think jerry jones should do is just buy a bunch of gas stations and then he could sell his own line of special gas station breakfast sandwiches with way too much salt on them (laughs) 
<laughs> you know when Dallas Cowboy fan gets upset and you're like, ah, oh, a little salty? Like, nah, there you go. Very nice. Yeah, keep that up. A guy I know who has Dallas Cowboy decor on lockdown is Tommy, and he's a friend of the show. Welcome to the program, Tommy. Good morning. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, Tom of the Truth coming at you. Happy weekend to you both. Thank you, friend. Yeah, right back and at hard you. Knocks, hard Nuts sucks. Yes. I'm a Cowboy fan. That show sucks. <laughs> It does. It's terrible. It's just like one big commercial for Jerry Jones just to sell more merchandise. I want to see rookie players, struggling players, trying to make the team talking about their experience. And it used to be like that. But this year's is probably the worst I've ever seen. And this is coming from a Cowboy fan. Yeah, even though I'm a realistic Cowboy fan. And I also want to ask you guys about John Gruden at practice, canceling a practice and or scrimmage, fighting to act scrimmages have gone on since the beginning of time. It happens when you get two teams together. And for him to come out and say, oh, that's disgusting, that's this and that, dude, middle school, high school teams, college teams fight at scrimmages. It, it happens. And I just think this shows more to me than how delusional he is as a coach, and he can't coach anymore. He won one Super Bowl, beating his old team that he knew all the plays, when he, when he coached the Raiders, and then he didn't take them back to the playoffs after that. And then he comes back and he gave him a 10-year contract, which should have been five years, $50 million. So he didn't coach anymore. And I don't believe he can. I think he's got a great voice. I think he knows how to talk to people. He's great in the booth. But I just want to know you guys' opinion on him getting so upset at a scrimmage where you know players are going to fight and they always do fight. And I think other coaches even made fun of that. He, he, he canceled the scrimmage and pulled his team out. I think it's because, and thanks for the call, Tommy. I think it's because he hates Sean McVay, right, Van? He just didn't want to play. He's looking for an excuse not to have to play him. Yeah. I mean, there's such a weird stigma when football players fight. When it happens in hockey, you're like, oh, that's just hockey. When the bench is clear in baseball, he's like, happened since the beginning of baseball. But when football players fight, it was like, can you believe these guys just having no respect for the game? Like, grow up. Why are you compartmentalizing fighting in all the different sports? They're elite-level athletes playing with a ton of passion and emotion. Of course they're going to get upset with each other and fight every once in a while. My apologies for Tommy if I cut him off too soon. But I'm telling you right now that, like, John Gruden straight hates Sean McVay. Sean McVay is what John Gruden wanted to be? Yeah. Yeah, because he was the wonderkin. He was the, you know, the youngest whatever, whatever. He was all this. And by the way, like, and I know we have L.A. Rams fan in Albuquerque. The Rams are dirty. They're gross. Like, the Rams have been doing this stuff for years. Like, John Gruden just don't care. I don't, did you see the tweets? Um, I guess it would have been Thursday because the practice was Wednesday, right? So Wednesday, Thursday, where... Uh, John Gruden and Sean McVay are doing that handshake, but John Gruden's doing like the Trump pull you in move with the handshake. Oh, that's a douche. Like, that's the douche move right there. It's a super. It's a super lowbrow move. That's the douchiest of all handshakes. Is the rip you in handshake? That's exactly what it is. Like, and by the way, like former protege, you know what I mean? Like, it's that thing. Because he was on, I don't know if you remember, he was on Tampa Bay's coaching staff a million years ago. Sure. Sean McVay. I'm just telling you. 
It, it didn't have anything to do with the players on the field. It had to do with, like, like John Gruden's wife, like, probably gave Sean McVay, like, a flirty look one time. I'm, that's all just conjecture. I'm just throwing stuff out there. <laughs> I, I think I want John Gruden to continue to be in the public eye in whatever way he possibly can, whether it's a coach or commentator, mm-hmm. because of the ridiculous faces that he makes. Like, just that. Just the squinty, chucky faces. Yeah, he has and extra, you could tell, like, he has extra he's, muscles in his face. Yeah, he has extra muscles in his face. And he's <laughs> sucking back whatever loud expletive that he wants to say. You could just see his face. You're weird, dude. But, yeah, the Rams are dirty. They're gross. Man, let's grab a break. Whenever we get back, did we miss, are there any topics we missed that you super needed today? Oh, did man, which, which one did we not talk about this segment? <sighs> Brett, I wanted to hit on Brett Favre. So let's hit on Brett Favre a little bit because he's got a message that I kind of convey. Sure. Not Sean McVay. Let's do it. Dame Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio and on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with your boys in the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We're playing game with I-9 Sports. We're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. All right, Van Allen. Yo. It's going to be a tough one. So, your hero, Brett Favre, okay? Packer legend. Packer legend. Oxycontin legend. Yeah. Wiener pick legend. Well, that part I wasn't going to bring up because the Jen Sturger stuff is no longer a story as it happened in 2008. (laughs) God, that's a long time ago. She was tweeting about it the other day. Did you see that? Just grasping at straws? Yeah. Like, hey, you remember that time Brett Favre sent me a picture of his wiener? Didn't she marry a football player, too? Not sure. Don't know a lot about the lady. She did. I think she married uh, Decker. Used to be a wide receiver for the Broncos. Yeah, sure. Eric Decker. Yeah. Anyways, so Brett Favre puts out a like a PSA, like an actual PSA, and he's like, "Hey, stop letting your kids play contact football." until high school. Like, Brett Favre definitely grew up playing contact football. Brett Favre definitely made a bunch of successes in his life due to his, I mean, outside of 2008, due to his, like, football decisions. Like, he going a little, like, a little Benedict Arnold here, right? A little turncoat? I mean, I don't see it that way. No? With a lot of his, like, uh, his history, and especially his political stances, I did not expect him to say something like this. But I think he's got it spot on. Somewhere around middle school or high school is when you should start hitting in pads. Take care of that developing brain. And you you know I'm from Houston, Fred, and yep, we started playing tackle football in pads when we were 8 years old. 
And luckily, all that brain damage I got then, you know, made me the person I am today. No. So no. until until uh, I study my brain later and see how riddled it is with CTE and, you know, obviously the drug and alcohol abuse, but mostly CTE. Van, do you have good knees? Um, I have one good knee. Yep. What that that good one? knee's kind of average. The other one's ripped to shreds. Yeah. How'd that happen? Ah, uh, football. Four surgeries. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Crazy thought to me is, and this is like the way he's speaking. This is about like emphasis on SEC states and Texas and like where they do really indoctrinate you young and they don't do it with the most professional, capable, or caring individuals. This is not I-9 sports we're talking about that takes care of your kid. That like they play flag football at I nine sports, right? Like like your your ch- the way your child. This is a God. I've talked a lot about pro wrestling today. This is a pro wrestling adage where like when you walk into the ring, you want to know you're walking out of the ring, and that's what like youth football should be. A bunch of people caring about people because kids can't take care of themselves. They don't know any better. Friend of the show, friend in real life, Andrew, lives in Texas and said they're starting kids in pads in Texas at five years old. That's insane. It's insane. That's insane. Let me tell you a story why kids should not be wearing pads playing football. Obviously, CTE concerns, concussion concerns, injury concerns. You can't control your body. There's such a huge discrepancy in sizes of children at that Mm -hmm. age, too. Mm-hmm. The big kids can hurt the little kids really bad. Let me tell you, when kids don't know how to use their own equipment. So I was playing football as a children right outside of Houston, Texas. We had this super fast little running back who was famous for his stiff arm. And one practice, we were running plays, and he stiff arms another player. And I guess he doesn't do a very good job spreading his fingers out and kind of had his pinky sticking forward. And it goes into the face mask of a linebacker, and it rips his pinky off. And this is eight- or nine-year-old kids, by the way. These aren't, like, adults who are ready for this kind of stuff. Rips the poor kid's pinky off. Oh, man. Pinky gets stepped on. He's squirting blood out of his hand. They have to rush him to the hospital to cauterize the wound. Say what? No glove on this pinky. Yeah, gloveless pinky. And what, and, okay, what skin no, color was this kid? Uh, probably like a mocha. A mocha? Yeah. What color is the dirt in Texas? It's kind of like a mocha. Oh, dang it. So somebody steps on this poor kid's finger, and we're trying to find the finger in the area where it got ripped off of, and no one can find it in time to give it to the ambulance while he's being rushed to the hospital. And so obviously everyone is scarred and has ptsd from seeing this so they well, send one all person's really scarred oh yeah yeah, literally scarred we're all emotionally scarred also vital they just aerated the field so there's all those little like goose dropping looking dirt you know small child pinky size holes everywhere yeah <laughs> and so Good we don't luck. we don't get the finger to them in time and then they send all the kids home and then you know it being texas and football is life we go to practice the very next day And we're like 50 yards from where the cheerleaders are practicing. And the cheerleaders just so happen to be practicing very close to where this kid got injured. 
And then all we hear is blood-curdling screams from these eight- and nine-year-old girls because while they were doing cheerleading practice, they find this kid's finger the next day. The next day. Everyone's scarred. Everyone has PTSD. And now it's just a story I tell every once in a while when I think about it. But CTE notwithstanding, quit putting children in armor and letting them smash into each other. Helmets are weapons. It's a weapon. For kids that little. Shoulder pads are weapons. Friend of the show, Andrew, just texted. He says, they're teaching kids not to lead with their head. And the parents are upset. <laughs> yes, yes. That's so, I said, that's so south right there. I think football, when done really well, is beautiful. Oh, I think when sure. it has the right people coaching it, leading it, directing it, in charge of it, the right individuals learning it and playing it. But to me, similar to pro, or excuse me, similar to amateur wrestling, it is a gross culture when it's not done correctly. Yes. It is, yeah. And you, know, you youth, see that a lot. Youth sports, and uh, you mentioned our friends at I-9. No one does yeah. it better than them. No. But youth good. sports is to enhance the community experience of children. Teach them life lessons of what it's like to grow up and teach kids character and integrity and dignity and do that through a game that they love. If you're arming these little children and telling them to spear them and lead with their helmet... What kind of person is that kid going to grow up to be? Instead of playing the game the right way and becoming more fundamentally sound, you're teaching kids to hurt each other? That's dirtbag. It's insanely dirtbag. I remember like being like growing up playing youth sports and like cool, I play baseball, right? I play everyone plays youth baseball. And if they don't, that's fine, but you get the analogy. And I don't remember practices and games. Like, I remember, like, sleepovers and birthday parties and pool parties and riding bikes. Like, that's what I remember about, like, youth sports when I was a kid. Like, the on-the-field stuff was kind of whatever to me. And I, I obviously, we host a sports talk radio show. I'm not the most passionate sports guy that's ever existed. But, like, I remember, like, with football, this is a real story. Like, you were just talking about that pinky. All these kids that I grew up with, they all wore like these like solidarity like black rubber like like rings like to show like that they were like in a brotherhood of football players. I'm like this is creepy. Like we are children. And the coach at the high school I went to, he was like, "No, this is a really good idea. This will build fellowship." Like this is dumb. Youth football like in my opinion needs a governing body. That'll like, I don't know, protect kids. Yeah, protect kids. Protect yeah, these I kids. I don't necessarily think everyone involved in youth football has that right mindset. And I'm not saying all by any means. I'm telling you, there are thousands and thousands of really good examples of parents and coaches that do so very good. But there's a handful of very poor examples. And football is a sport where you don't have to be a prodigy at to be successful no. when you grow up. Right. It's not like a tennis or a golf where you see very young, I mean, very early in kids' lives that, hey, this kid's got a chance to be a pro golfer. This kid's got a chance to be a professional tennis player. That skill set doesn't emerge 
in football until you're like fully grown and you know how to play the game correctly, you know how to run a playbook, you know how to read defenses and vice versa, you know how to anticipate what the offense is doing. That's brain stuff. That's when you get older and it's a mix of body and brain stuff. Having your kids in pads running the same five plays over and over again when they're little, it's not going to make them better football players when they get older. Like being an athlete and having a diverse skill set as a kid, that's what's going to make you a better football player when you get older, not arming these children no. and let them beat up on each other till they get CTE and injuries all the time and get their friggin' pinkies ripped off. When we get back from the break, today's varsity. The varsity of why uh, greasers hate Sochas, which is Albuquerque and Rio Rancho. <laughs> Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. Also on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We're playing game with I-9 Sports, and we're having a drink. We're doing it downtown in Bourbon and Boots. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Today's I-9 Varsity. The varsity of why Albuquerqueans hate Rio Ranchoians and vice versa. Contact I9 Sports League Office 280 at i9sports.com or call them on the telephone 505 312 4999. Big thank you to Matthew Avila of coming on the program today. Talk Gladiators. Big thank you to Tommy who reached out. Okay, Van, me or you first? Uh, kickoff. You do it. Okay, number one, Albuquerqueans hate Rio Ranchians because there's not like an easy way to get to Rio Rancho. There's like three streets to get over there, Van. And I don't understand why you, whenever you're going over these three streets that you go every single day, you can't figure out how to merge. You can't figure out what exit you're going to take. You don't understand the flow of traffic. So that's me as a reason why Albuquerqueans hate Rio Rancho, because they just can't commute there. It takes forever to get there. It is dumb. Albuquerque does not have a rush hour unless you're going west over the interstate, Paseo, or Montgomery, or which would be mm-hmm. Montano. There is no rush hour in Albuquerque. It is very efficient. It's on a very good grid unless you're going west. <laughs> okay. What's the only thing that grows in Albuquerque, Fred? Uh, tumbleweeds. The crime rate. Okay. <laughs> People from Rio Rancho hate <laughs> Albuquerque because they think there's just crime everywhere. Yeah. They're, they they pretend to be scared. We can't go to Albuquerque because we're just, I mean, we're going to get carjacked or someone's going to rob me or beat me up or who knows, maybe even murdered. I'll tell you the real answer, man. Albuquerqueans hate Rio Rancho because they hate AMREP. They just, they hate AMREP more than anything that's ever existed because Rio Rancho is is a city full of grifters and scam artists. That's how they started the city. That's literally how the city started. (laughs) Is hustling a bunch of elderly from the East Coast. Literally how the city started. Okay. Another reason Burqueños hate Rios 
is Rio Rancho is basically the Ben Stein's voice of cities. Yeah, I agree. It is so boring and monotonous. Every neighborhood looks the same. Mm-hmm. Every restaurant is a Chili's or an Applebee's. There's no personality. No. Unless, Every grocery... unless you own a home there, there's no reason to go there. Except Every to go see store... our friends at the Rio Rancho Event Center when yeah. a concert or Duke Gladiators game is on. That's a reason. Every grocery store you go into in Rio Rancho, there's no white bread on the shelves. It's all sold out. All sold out. Because yeah. if, you, if you're like, I think I'm going to choose to live in Rio Rancho, you also are the guy who chooses white bread. You're just completely pasteurized. Just completely. Just I love strip malls. Give me more great clips. Like, what? Hey, like, to be fair. To be fair. Like, my block is a weird block where I live. I live in Albuquerque. Like, there's, like, my apartment, and then on the end of the block, for some reason, there's, like, a transmission shop that used to be an old house. I don't really understand how it works. But I'm like, oh, here's personality. I think that's good. <laughs> we both love balloons. Yes, that's a thing that we have in common. That's, that's the only thing that unites yeah. us is chili and balloons. All the Biggie and Tupac beef that Albuquerque and Rio Rancho has. Let's think about what we have in common. Let's unite behind hot air balloons and green chili. Here's what Rio Rancho and Albuquerque have in common. Anytime a new business comes to Albuquerque, they have to put an exact copy of that business on the Rio Rancho side. Otherwise, there's like a weird blackballing. Yeah, but they have to put the completely white bread vanilla mm-hmm. version that's uh, yeah. light, light tan stucco. Blake's Burger accidentally built a Rio Rancho-style Blake's Burger off of Indian School. I've never seen a single car in the drive-thru. <laughs> no one will support it? <laughs> no. Hey, we don't want this Phoenix-looking Blake's Burger. We want, we want like a good one. We want like a traditional one. Where's the one that, that looks like the one I grew up in? Because that's Albuquerque. Albuquerque is like, we want the one we're familiar with. And Rio Rancho is like, we're all transplants. We don't care. Yeah, put an, op- put an open-air stadium right next to the Rio Rancho Event Center. Put everything out there. I love it. Just put a senior center out there. feel like it'll work. Van, you did a good job today. I oh, appreciate you, buddy. Right back at you. Vital, I'm super appreciative of you. Any final words before we go? Oh, my goodness. Too much for the time allotted, my friend. Good job, everyone. GG. See you next week, Burke. <laughs>